and welcome to It's About Family, a Fast and the Furious podcast. This week, we discuss Furious 7. Stick shifts and safety belts, bucket seats have all got to go when we're driving. In the car, it makes my baby seem so far I need. Here we are again, uh, back with It's About Family, a Fast and the Furious podcast. I'm Larry Davis. With me is George Brundle. Hello, I'm George Brundle. Hi, I'm Larry Davis. With me is George Brundle. My name is George Brundle. That is my name. My name's Larry Davis, and with me is George Brundle. I'm Larry Davis. I'm George Brundle. With me is Larry Davis. Hi, I'm George Brundle. I'm Larry Davis. Anyway, we have uh, some unfortunate news. You know, we like to joke around. We like some japes and goofs and gaffs. Yeah, we have uh, fun here. But unfortunately, uh, sad news in the Fast and the Furious family that uh, this week, uh, Joe Watts, stunt double for Vin Diesel, unfortunately uh, suffered a 30-foot fall during filming <laughs> a stunt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought about the aliens exploding at the end of Mac and Me again. <laughs> this is serious. Come on. Keep going. No, keep going. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. It's just the kids in the wheelchair and he dies. <laughs> I apologize. George just watched uh, Mac and Me and apparently. <laughs> It's overpowered his brain. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how to be a person. There's just Mac and me. Anyway, oh, Joe man. Watts, longtime stunt double for Vin Diesel <sighs> while filming for Fast and Furious 9, uh, fell 30 feet onto his head and is now in an induced coma and things aren't looking good. So we send our condolences to him and his family and uh, everyone affected by that. And uh, do you have anything to say about this, George? Or are you just going <laughs> to think about the naked alien man waving a gun? <laughs> this is the worst. About, we should restart this. And he just flies through the air in the McDonald's. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mac and Me's just the goddamn best. <laughs> this is It's About Family. It's a Fast and the Furious podcast. Uh, so, this week we watched Furious 7. <sighs> yeah, yeah. What do you uh, want to say about that? This is the best one. It's the best one. I'm not sure I agree, but it is very good. Hmm. Well, we haven't gotten to uh, Fast and Furious 8. Fate so. of the Furious, please. Fate of the Furious. As it is also called, it goes by many names. Yes. Don't Not you try really, to though. box Fast and the Furious 8 into your narrow confines? Mm. It rides free, Larry Davis. Yeah, true. Just like right. Dom and uh, the Paul Walker guy. Brian. 
Yes, thank you. I knew that. I've watched all these movies. You've watched seven of these movies. Yeah. He's been in all of... Well, he wasn't in three, but... No. Certainly not, although the dude from three shows up in this one. Uh, which one? Uh, the main, the main guy. The dude with the accent. The phony American accent guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, I completely forgot his name as I've forgotten the name of basically everyone who is not Han uh, in Tokyo Drift. Yes. Yeah. Remember the Hulk car? I do remember the Hulk car. That's the important thing. Yeah. Tokyo Drift was, I think, better than people give it credit for. Uh, Still not... I would still not place it high on the list of like the best Fast and the Furiouses, but that kind of goes for everything under four. It's the best of uh, the first three, definitely. No, I would I would say two is the best. What two's the worst? Two is like okay, yes. Like if I'm if I'm sitting down, I'm doing a serious film analysis. Yeah, two is the worst one. Two's the I best like... in the same way Mac and Me is the best. Basically, yes, is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. They right. suck Tyrese up with a vacuum. <laughs> Ludicrous just uh, holding on to the vacuum flying around the room. <laughs> God. Oh, if only we did a Mac and Me podcast where we, like, watched it every single week for a year. <laughs> they had to feed Letty more uh, Pepsi, or Coke, I mean, and... Get her feeling no, better. Pepsi would get her killed. Yeah, sure. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like two the most because it is the worst. It, it is so, it is so much a byproduct of the specific time in which it was made. That 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 time where you would expect one of these people to get out of their cars and like turn on their Britney Spears hit clips. Sure. That, uh, like, like that moment in time It's weird because like It's a recent thing but that movie Looks Like that movie is what I envision When I hear about vaping Do you know what I mean? Yeah no like, I Everybody that in that movie looks right. like they vape That girl at the start Who has like that uh, dashboard Computer and it's got like an anime Avatar for her that's like Kind of showing her all pissed off mm-hmm. Like she definitely vapes the inside of that car smells like a bubble gum and chemicals. Yes. Or strawberries. Could also smell like strawberries. But sure. How yeah, does... it, it, it stings. It, it, she opens up the glove compartment and a bunch of like empty vape juice canisters or whatever they use just comes like tumbling out. Mm-hmm. NOS branded uh, jewel pods. <laughs> oh no, don't get me into vaping. See, that's the weird thing. So, of course, as everybody knows by now, you have not watched any of these movies until we started this. Yeah, that was uh, the whole point behind the podcast. I think it's actually a little bit strange that you would even bring that up, but yes. Well, or that people correct. who might, like, this might be their favorite one, and they're just checking in for this one. But... <sighs> we've been, we've been, it's seven episodes, and people either are listening at this point, or they decided that they don't want to listen. We've been doing this forever. The latter. Um, But it was always interesting to me that you did not watch any of them because uh, you did have a crippling NOS addiction a while back. That's right. For anyone who does not know, uh, 
feels like every episode would bring this up, but the NOS energy drink uh, I found out about a few years ago, gave it a try, and then started drinking it religiously and talking to you about me drinking it religiously. I had to actually like make an effort to break off of it. And recently they started selling Diet NOS, Diet and I got NOS. back on the NOS train. That's right, because it tasted just as good as the regular NOS. And then one day, <laughs> suddenly, without warning, they stopped stocking the Diet NOS, and I can't find it anywhere now. And I'm, I'm not brave enough to go back to the regular NOS. It's too much sugar. I don't want that in my body. Everything else in my body I'm fine with. I don't give a fucking vitamin B12 to inject it right into me. It's the sugar I'm concerned about. But the point is, I can't get to my diet NOS anymore, so I am uh, left nosless. Yeah. It's a pathetic existence that I'm uh, carrying on over here. Well, it's important to uh, just to reflect on these things, or uh, as Dominant Toretto says, this is about an open road. Hope you ever yeah. think about where you've been and where you're going. Yeah. This is all about family, man. Uh, corona. I do it with my crew, my rules, <laughs> my way. Vin Diesel basically uh, just sounds like a um, Stallone on Valium. Oh man, he does. So I can't do a good impression of him. I can't do a good impression of anyone who's not Paul Lind, though. Really. <laughs> What would Paul Lynn say if he was the leader of the Fast and Furious crew? Hey, y'all, I need some more car under me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think anybody from the series said that, but all right. Mm, yeah, um, give me a good Fast and the Furious line to read in Paul Lynn's voice. No more funerals. <laughs> no more funerals, honey. <laughs> Only one more is uh, I'm more so... of a Corona man myself. <laughs> oh man, this Tibetan ale. You know, I don't know about the whole celibacy thing, but the monks got that right. <laughs> Whatever. Fast and the Furious 7, uh, as we left off in the previous movie, uh, that Shaw dude got fucked. Yep, Giselle uh, died from a, a ten-foot drop. Yes, uh, but Somehow. this dude basically got mangled and set on fire, and he's just in a coma in a hospital. Uh, yeah. Also... Worth mentioning, uh, the last movie we ended, like, the, the very final scene was his brother, uh, Shaw Sr., the elder Shaw. Deckard uh, Shaw. Is responsible, Deckard Shaw uh, is responsible for Han's death in Fast and Furious 3, uh, which is definitely a retcon. Hell yes. Uh, but they go some places with it in this movie, and it's a good Statham. Almost as good of a retcon as Letty being alive. Statham is so good in this movie, though. Oh, he really is. Like, we'll Statham is basically... Later. What? Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? Maybe. Statham just shows up... So Statham, the, the first... We'll, we'll get... I'll, I'll get would, to it. When he actually shows up, I'll say, get to it. I was going to say he's basically Michael Myers in this movie. Like, he just teleports oh. to wherever they are and starts fucking things up. 
That's a, that's a good comparison. Mine is much dorkier than that. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll get to it though. Um, I'll just say it now. The 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 first scene of him and and him fighting Dom is just like. Actually, all of it, it, it he he's just showing up like knuckles, man. He just hits a trigger and laughs at them and fucks everything up. Like that's his role in this movie is he's not necessarily the main villain. Like there's this other dude, this terrorist guy who's kind of behind most of the chaos in the movie. Well, is he? And Deckard Shaw he... is just there to fuck with things. I guess so. I kind of thought that it was just like Jimon Hansu was basically just working for Shaw. But then no, the, it's the other end, way he, around. He's, yeah, he's kind of like, uh, well, our partnership is over. So, mm-hmm. and, and their partnership in this movie is like very short lived. But like Shaw's whole thing is basically just he pops up out of the ground and he hits Vin Diesel and all the chaos emeralds fall out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but this is going to be a street I... fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. We we do start the movie on him though, uh, kind of talking to his brother held up in the hospital and just sort of explaining like, oh, you know, as kids we we got into some shit, uh, but it was mostly you causing the shit, and then me being the older brother, like I'm the one who would take all the blame, but I was cool with it, like that was our relationship. Anyway, here's an Uzi. I'm just gonna lay it on your <laughs> comatose body here. I just like him just doing the sentimental passing of the Uzi to his hospitalized brother. Yep. And then, like, threatening the hospital staff. Like, if anything happens to my brother, I'm coming after you. And then we get this, like, really long sequence of him just casually walking out of this hospital that he has shot to hell. Yeah. Like, it's basically, it's the end of the Terminator in the police station. Like, that kind of thing. Yes. There's this great bit where he just like pulls the pin on a grenade, goes up to a guy's like, "Here, hold this." <laughs> Statham's so good at this. And then, of course, because it's the Fast and the Furious, he gets into a extremely sexy car and just peels the hell out of there. Yes, and part of the building like collapses behind him. It kind of looks like um, in the Dark Knight when the Joker walks out of the hospital and explodes it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. It does look like that. Uh, we we then catch up with... Let, I had this brief moment where I thought that Brian having his kid was in this movie, but no, that was the last one. Yep. Now he's a dad. I don't know why I keep thinking... Yeah, he's a, he's a pappy now. Uh, but before that, we get uh, Dom basically ghost-lighting Letty in a graveyard. I mean, gaslighting? Gaslighting, my bad. Well, ghost lighting. hey, ghost lighting, because she's basically a ghost, right? Kind of. Well, she's like, this, this is the day that I died, or Letty died, and I was born. And Vin's like, yeah, it's really cool. I brought a sledgehammer. Let's bust this fucking thing up. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no. I, I hit a bunch of Coronas in your grave. It's like a John Wick. He just takes a sledgehammer to it and pulls out Corona, so he's like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> uh, I, I did forget, though, that we have a little bit of race wars before this, which is a thing that we have not seen since literally the first movie. I invented and, it. <laughs> and you had mentioned to me that this is a, a little, like, 
lip service that they do to remind everyone where the series came from and how it got good. Yes. Because uh, this is the first time in a while that we've had just a bunch of gratuitous sh- shots of, like, asses and well, muscle get... cars. Not muscle cars, but, le- like, the traditional racing cars that we had before, which you don't quite get anymore. Yeah, there's also, not to spoil things, but at the very beginning of Fate of the Furious, there's also a little bit of this. And there was oh, okay. a little bit of it in 6. It's just, they keep doing it just kind of to remind you, you know, what the series used to be. Uh, yeah. and It serves more of a purpose in 6, though, because they do come back to that crew. Yeah. And, um... Look, I, I'm not a huge fan of the horniness of it, but I will say at least this movie is as horny for Natalie Emmanuel as I am, and I appreciated that later on. Uh, but this stuff, eh. Come on. Yeah. Don't need that. There, There's also this, this great bit that this ends on, though, where, like, everyone just crowds around Letty and starts shouting at her until she has PTSD. Yes. Also, well, the thing that triggers her appropriately is a cameo appearance from Iggy Azalea. Who's I was going like, to mention. That's girl, yeah, that's my girl! And then Letty freaks out. <laughs> I like to imagine that <laughs> oh, it's no, specifically... Iggy Azalea. Yeah, that's specifically because of Iggy Azalea that she has flashbacks. Yeah, it just clogs him. Also, the first time that uh, he showed up since the first movie. So, it's a little nice uh, yeah. for bringing it all back to where it began. Um, but yeah, this this eventually ends up with uh, her and Dom in the graveyard. And this is a, a sequence that I actually really hate because the stuff that Dom is doing is fun. Like, it's bad enough that he's really trying to project this relationship that he had with Letty back onto her when she doesn't, like, have any conception of it anymore. But to do that and also take her to a graveyard to bust up a tombstone, which, by the way, there's still a body in that casket. They bring that up. I kind of thought that she just wanted to go there, and then, like, he just kind of showed up while she was trying to be alone and stare at it or something, but... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Re rewatching that again. Yeah, he's driving up and I think she's Yeah, she's already there. So he just had this plan anyway to just come here without her to fucking bust up yeah, this tube stuff. Exactly. Oh my um, god, Dom. Uh Yeah, I, I The thing is though, this whole thing is weird because yes, it's creepy how he's doing this. At the same time, like she's clearly like flirting back with him a lot. And then is also like, but I don't remember anything. You're looking handsome in that suit. It's like, yeah, very mixed messages. It is, but this scene is, uh, it definitely leans harder on this aspect of like her telling him like, hey, no, I don't know you the way you think I know you. And him just going like, oh, but we're in love. <laughs> no, no. He like this just for. Doesn't say that because yeah, you can't. I know tell he doesn't. He doesn't. Them. No, 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 no. He doesn't say that directly, but like he's heavily implying it. Yeah. Like he's continuing to project this ideal version of her onto her, and it's just not getting through to him. So like him continually insisting upon that, I think, is super gross yeah. of him as a character. I think I oh. can, I can get where he's coming from. I think his whole idea yes. is that if he keeps doing it, eventually she'll get her memories back. That he yeah, just needs not to figure how amnesia out. works. <laughs> no, like, considering how dumb Dom is, I'm surprised he didn't just try to hit her in the head with a coconut or something. 
What if he actually came there with the sledgehammer to bonk her in the head? <laughs> yeah, I've seen enough what episodes. Of, that would... I was an episode of Gilligan's Island. I know how that works. He's saying this to her while she's like crumpled over her grave, <laughs> just gushing blood. He'll come back anytime now. Me and the Skipper are gonna have a good time. Hey, Skip, he says into his phone with Brian on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagining Vin Diesel in a Gilgan's Island hat. It's amazing. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Vin Diesel wear a hat, but if he had to, that would be the one that I would pick for him. Get Tej to uh, build a helicopter for them out of bamboo. Hell yeah. Uh, but we then uh, transition to a character who I thought we were going to have a whole lot more of in this movie, and we did not, which makes me think that Dwayne The Rock Johnson had prior obligations, or maybe wasn't getting along with certain members of the cast. Hmm. But it's Hobbs! Our boy Hobbs. Hobbs! I like Hobbs. Yeah, me too. I like The Rock. Even though I'm pretty sure The Rock might be a jackass in real life. Maybe. He eats a lot of pancakes. I know that. I can never tell with him. Like, it's it's a thing that I know you and I do periodically where we kind of look at a celebrity and wonder what it would be like, what they're like in person. Like, I think that's a thing that plenty of people do. And a lot of what informs that is their work and the few public appearances that they've had that you can kind of digest and sort of like try to guess at it. I can never tell with the rock because like in equal measure, he seems like the greatest, most loving guy and just an asshole. My take on the rock is that he is generally good, but he is good in the way of like guy who posts inspirational bodybuilding pictures to Instagram is like, if you met him every once in a while, you'd think he's just the best thing ever. But if you were in contact with him constantly, you would not be able to stand him. He would be super overbearing. Yes. That's what I think I, The Rock is like. Probably. I, I, I think he's maybe... Uh, he seems like a, genuine, a genuinely great guy who I think would tell you some really harsh things about yourself, but he would do it from a place of love, and maybe he would not articulate it that well, and it would make you feel Okay, well, uh, there's going to be a whole lot more rock in the next movie. Uh, and then, of Good. course, uh, Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. Yeah, um, which I did actually end up seeing the trailer for. It ended up my recommendations, and I could not I could not resist its siren's call. Hell yes. I'm really looking forward to that thing. I it told looks you. stupid as fuck. I told you this series just becomes Metal Gear, and you didn't believe me. Oh, yeah. No, it totally does. That's just Metal Gear. Yes, Idris Elba, fueled by nanomachines, just yelling, I'm Black Superman, and ripping cars apart. Hobbs has become a musher in Alaska, and they get Kurt Russell out there to give him one more mission. Oh. It's too yeah. bad Kurt Russell probably isn't in that movie. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, man, I wish he was. Um, No, I... uh. I will never beat The Rock, so I guess I will never actually find out what he's like in, in person. And I'm sure if he heard any of the things I was saying, he probably would just be a jackass to me, and it would be earned. So, 
Yeah, he would lay the smack down on your candy ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Very we do strange uh, how we... somebody does say candy ass in this movie, and it is not The Rock. Yeah, that is bizarre. I do gen- genuinely wonder if The Rock wasn't like intended to have a larger role in this thing, and something had just come up that prevented him from doing it. Yeah, because it is actually incredibly weird that he is only in like three real sequences in this movie, and two of them are like right up front. Yep. Uh, which is this bit of him in his office, and uh, he's kind of having this rapport with. Um, I'm blinking on her character's name. Oh, uh, Elsa Pataki's character. What? What's it? Not. It's like a Russian-sounding name, I think. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. Elsa. I can't remember either. Like God, uh, Elena Nevis. Elena. Okay. Um. Kept thinking. Yeah, he's having this little back and back and forth because she's just like, oh, you know, that last bust you did, you didn't really get to like savage anybody. Like they just surrendered. Uh, is that bothering you at all? And he's like, huh? <laughs> no. Why would a gross overuse of my power not bother me? <laughs> no, I I just love stamping these photos. Stamp. Check it out. I love stamping. Stamp. <laughs> just picturing him like. Maintaining eye contact during that and like licking the stamp and then stamping it down. <laughs> this ends up with like uh, red ink all over his mouth. Yeah. Anyway, Elena is being transferred and is thus written out of the series. Nope. Oh, she shows up again? Yep. Oh, that's awesome because I was really afraid that this was just her bit of like, okay, bye, see you. We don't have any. There, there's you have no business here. Well, don't get too excited. Ah, crap. Because I like her. I, I liked her character a lot in. Uh, yes, in me too. Five. I, um, I'll say she gets written out in eight, and I'm not a fan of that whole thing. But that's a bummer. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, as he goes and sees her off, he comes back and finds that there is a. Uh, Mysterious young man. Uh, I don't know why I said young. He's definitely not. <laughs> That's me. I'm an old man. Don't call me young. Jason Statham's the name. Uh, Jason Statham is getting up to some computer hacking, as Jason Statham does. Because yeah. he knows computers. Well, I took night classes at the community college. I like this bit of Hobbs sort of looking at him in the office and then kind of reaching for his gun, seeing the gun in his coat on the coat rack, and then just, like, they stretch this out in a way that almost makes it seem like the comedy bit of, like, a guy seeing a girl he really likes and just kind of, like, having a moment. He, like, puts his finger up to his lip and he's like, ooh, how am I going to... I need an in. Like, what am I going to do? And then Hobbs settles on... Hey, I'm going to break your finger off and shove it up your ass. Yeah. Great plan. Uh, yeah, terrific plan. They, anyway, start shooting at each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do some, like, kung fu fighting, too. Sure. Just spinning around. <laughs> uh, James Wan <laughs> really enjoys the rotating camera thing. Yes. I, I like it. I like it the first time. The action time. sequences in this movie are completely ridiculously shot and I'm, I'm into it consistently. Yeah. Um, well, well, you're a huge James Wan fan in general. 
Saw, oh, yeah. no, Aquaman. That's right. I remember all the spinning camera shots in Saw. Yeah. I mean, actually, when they do the bit where you, like, figure out what Jigsaw's whole deal is, and there's a lot of spinning camera work in, in that. True. But yeah, it, it does it, like, twice in this segment, and then uh, yeah. once again during the Letty and Ronda Rousey fight, which, boy, that's that's a thing. And then again yeah. near the end with the sliding door bit. Yeah. You know, Ronda Rousey, she's an actress because... I hate Some these kinds so, of parties. <laughs> these parties bore me to death. Yeah. Real <laughs> great how they uh, cast her in a major role in the last Mortal Kombat. I was extremely happy with Oh, yeah, that. yeah. WWE yeah. superstar Ronda Rousey. Sandy Hook truther Ronda Rousey. Mm. She's like the white version fan. of Camille. Ugh. I mean, she is. I'm not wrong. I would rather have Ronda Rousey than Kumail Nanjiani. Yes, because, like, at least she can actually, like, fight in the scenes that she's in. Because, like, that's her whole thing, right? She's a fighter. She does the fights. She's good at that thing. It's just when she talks that she's terrible. Much like every time we talk. Uh, But Kumail... I like Gina Carano in Six a lot. Yes. Uh, but Camille's whole thing is that he's a comedian and he is very bad at the being the comedian thing. Yeah. So, yes, I would rather Ronda Rousey, but I think they're both just like a blight on any movie that they are involved in. Yes. And to Camille's credit, as far as I'm aware, he is not a Sandy Hook truther, so... No. Great job, Camille. No, but he has a very, like, standard liberal... Like, uh, well, I don't mind being called a social justice warrior. I mean, that's great. Justice yeah. and warrior. Nothing wrong about that. Yeah, no, guys. It's a compliment. Seriously. It's a good thing when people call you that. Dumbass. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this has been uh, Larry and George's People We Don't Like in Hollywood Corner. Yeah. I'm sure all of you cared immensely. This is what you came here for, for us to talk shit on rich people we will never meet. Good. Fine by me. I wonder what Camille is like in in real life. I bet he smells like fish. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I... I never... I avoid Have you seen trailers for that fucking stupor movie that he's in? Because holy Christ. Yeah, look, Dave Bautista's doing his best. That movie's that... name is like when Tim Burton got really irritated with the name changes the studio wanted to do to Beetlejuice, and so he suggested Holy Sheet, and they were like actually okay with it, and then he was like, no, you fucking morons. <laughs> it's it's like that happened with Stuper, but then the director just rolled over on it. <laughs> Stuper also features the great Natalie Morales, who also deserves better God, uh, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like Santa Clarita Diet got canceled, and actually, kind of her whole plotline was done with that anyway. Um, she's got that like, like a multi-camera sitcom that it's probably already canceled. I don't know. Uh, look, I wish the best for Natalie Morales. She's great. Uh, not having a great time right now. 
No. I mean, I don't know. Also She's not have... work, so whatever. But Also not having a great time is Hobbs, who uh, gets thrown out a damn window by a bomb. Yes. Grabs, that bomb uh... fucked him up. What is Elena? He grabs Elena. Uh... Uh, I don't want to like completely get us uh, away from this one bit, though, which is that I really, really love this. There's a conference room table like in the middle of the office that somebody has like stashed a gun underneath. Yes. Well, I'm sure Hobbs did it. I cannot fathom why. Like, the level of paranoia Hobbs must be operating under that he just is like, okay, well, we need like at least seven office emergency guns stashed away in tactical locations. Or just like, something happened here before and they knew they needed a gun under the conference table. Like, the thing is, this movie has a lot of things where items just appear wherever they need to be. And it's it very matter. video. Yes, it is very video gamey. Uh, yeah. Also, I yeah, really like puts... the bit in this segment where um, so Rock's fighting Jason Statham for a bit, and then Elena just like bursts through the door and goes blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's just like unloading into him immediately. And I like that a lot because they also like timed it so okay, this is how long it would take for her to hear what's going on and get back up the stairs. Is good. Yeah. It's a really good this is a solid fight sequence to kind of kick this movie off with. Uh and then we immediately shift gears. Like what it because it's a car movie. Huh? Shift gears. It's a car movie. You do that pun every episode. It's good every time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Some would say it was not good the first time. I disagree. Um, we we then move back over to uh, Dom and Brian. Uh, Brian's getting ready to take his kid to school or whatever. And uh, Dom is having a talk with Mia. A box arrives uh, from Han. Um, and then Dom and Mia are kind of talking about how Mia has another kid on the way, but she's concerned because Brian, uh, he misses the bullets. He he misses all the, the, the fun times they've had in the previous Fast and the Furious movies, and she's kind of worried that she's just tying him down. Well, she's like, there's an important exchange here where it says, you got a package from Tokyo. From Tokyo. Contract is very It's like, uh, good, good one, oh, Dom. Good joke. <laughs> He's cocking his head like a dog. Yeah. Like, ah. Like that one? Uh, yeah, it's real good, Dom. Does everyone, does everyone say it's real good? Anyway, it's a bomb. It turns out. Yeah. Uh, blows up the entire house. Uh, but thankfully, all the main characters <laughs> who we have are alive. They're like... They're like ten feet from it. And they're fine. And then... The house that it was like maybe five feet in front of is entirely exploded and on fire. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that house had some major structural issues. Yeah, like really, it's a good thing they blew it up because that would have just fallen apart while they were in it. Yeah, that it's... was one bad Jenga move away from collapsing in on them. Yeah, and too much termite damage, I would guess. You really have to check for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. 
Vin Diesel, uh, Dom, as some people call him in this movie, my bad, uh, then goes and visits uh, Hobbs, who, despite getting blown up and thrown out a damn window, has only broken, like, a leg and an arm. Yeah. Uh, and he's watching the Hulk. <laughs> bad 70s TV show, as he calls it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Hobbs uh, has him here and he kind of lays everything out about Shaw, about how he's uh, the brother of the dude they fucked up and he's out for revenge. And he's like, oh, my official answer is don't mess with him. Uh, you're not above the law. But but my the, the brother answer is don't miss. Turns out you're above the law, actually, kind yeah. of. Actually, please go do an extra judicial killing. Yes, uh, please. I would do it myself, but clearly. Mm -hmm. I have not yet reached the uh, power level required to break my cast off. <laughs> That'll happen later in the movie. I need to go film Jumanji right now, otherwise I would help you. <laughs> I think around this time was probably um San Andreas. I, I feel like that and... um. Oh, yeah, no, that's definitely the movie that you want to drop your Fast and the Furious <laughs> obligation for. What was... Well, actually, that is kind of the problem with The Rock, though, is that he's, like, he always works with the same directors. And so it's actually, the same guy that did San Andreas and uh, Rampage. Oh, yeah, maybe Rampage was the one. That, that's that what I'm about this. to look up, is uh, when Rampage came out. But either way... Oh, no, Rampage was 2018, so there was no way that was it. Cause no, Furious it must have been was, San Andreas. Uh, 2015. Yeah, actually, uh, if I can't find this real quick. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, Johnson initially said that if Universal Pictures purchased the accelerated development of a seventh film beginning in the summer, he would be unable to participate due to scheduling conflicts with filming on Hercules. Oh, right, Hercules. Yeah, so that's what it was. Um Let's see. However, as production for the film would commence in September, he confirmed his return for the film, as Hercules would complete production in time to enable him to film a significant part. Well, no. So I wonder if that's actually he was free, but because they were anticipating that he might not be part of it, they kind of downplayed his role. Well, that's interesting because Hercules came out in 2014, and Furious 7 and San Andreas both came out in 2015. Oh, it's a mystery. Yeah. Life's full of little mysteries, like why The Rock wasn't in Fury 7 more. Well, don't worry. Uh, we'll get plenty of them next time. Yeah. So, we have uh, sent Mia off to, uh, I forget what country, uh, so she's safe, and basically she is out of the movie. Isn't she in Barcelona, I think? Something like I that, yeah. It's a bummer because I really like Mia. Like, when they gave yeah. her shit to actually do, I really liked Mia. And kind of something that the series has a problem with is actually, like, giving its female characters stuff to do consistently. Its male yeah. characters stick around, but they write the female ones out pretty often. Yeah, like, uh, there's Letty, and that's basically it. Yes. And even then with Letty, they kind of make you feel like they're going to write her out at the start of this movie. Yeah. Like, her coming back actually was a bit of a surprise to me. Mm -hmm. um, but speaking of characters who have been effectively written out of the Fast and Furious canon, we now go over to Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, where we get guy whose name I did not commit to memory. 
Uh, it is the last scene of the third movie where they're just like, hey, man, this guy said he knew Han. Uh, and this then guy's we, we get. It's so weird. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, it, I could, like uh... you can't be legitimate. No. Like, I can't tell what he's supposed to be. Is he supposed to be American? He's supposed to be some kind of Southern, yeah. Because the start of that movie was, well, we watched it a few weeks ago, but oh, he... Oh, yeah. That, so that was, I know I brought this up and I'm just treading old ground here, but that movie drove me nuts because at the start of it, it's like he is a uh, school student and he's getting into a fight with a bunch of wrestlers. And I thought based on the age that these actors were, that they were in college. And I was sitting there the whole time going like, please don't let this turn out that they're actually high school aged because there's no way this man is a convincing 15 year old at all. And then I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah. The the time in which this scene that him and Dom have this conversation, I know he looks like a 40-year-old man because he is, but he is supposed to be like 16 years old. No, no, because this is quite a while after Tokyo Drift, isn't it? No, this was like the very end of Tokyo Drift. Oh, they yeah, did not end right. the time had passed at all. Yeah, that's a good point. Because uh, yeah, the end of was him killing Han, so yeah. Look, the timeline yeah. of the series makes some things uh, a little bit of a stretch. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, Lucas Black is the guy who plays that character. He is age 36, so I guess actually at the time that he was doing Tokyo Drift, he was in his uh, early 20s. Which is amazing because I swear to God he looks like thirty years old in that movie. Like he is aged. Yeah. Uh, Lucas uh, Black was born in Alabama, uh, so I don't. <laughs> what is that up is with a, his accent? No one is more authentic than Lucas Black. Oh, this is the guy from NCIS New Orleans who I uh, mentioned once that I saw yeah. a bit of that show and thought this guy has the worst Southern accent I have ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> That's his speaking voice, I guess. He just actually he sounds like somebody faking an accent. Yep. <laughs> Cause I thought that when I was watching the third movie, I was like, there's no way this is actually this guy's accent. Like this is gonna turn out to be like he's a classically British trained actor. Yeah. Like this is approximation of what an American sounds like. But no, that's just uh That's just Lucas Black, man. Okay. But anyway, uh, they, they have this brief conversation where he's just like, uh, you know, we, we found some stuff on him in the wreck. It's this picture of uh, Giselle and this cross. I don't know what it means. I didn't think he was religious. Uh, and he's just like, hey, what are you going to do when you find the guy who did this to him? And Dom's just like, and the word ain't even. And what? You're going to do what to him? <laughs> I like imagining like they got that picture of Giselle and they turn it around and like she wrote on it, gotta go film Wonder Woman. See you guys. Best of luck, XO. <laughs> or just like some memento note, like it says, don't trust Dom. Yeah. <laughs> don't believe him. <laughs> don't believe Dom's lies. Well, hey man, eighth movie. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
I I know we have not gotten there yet. Uh, I do know that Dom is apparently he he goes bad in the third movie, and I'm hoping like because I've seen the the clip of like him and Charlize there on end, like he kisses her, and that's like his oh, I'm a bad guy now yeah. moment. Uh, but I really hope that like when he first shows up and he's bad, he's just switched to like a different shitty cerveza. Like he's just drinking Kozeki's <laughs> now, and everyone's like, oh no, I think so. Dom. <laughs> That would be great. Like you know, that's how you know it's mirror universe. Dom is he drinks <laughs> exactly. Kosekis. That's his version of having a goatee. Yeah. Uh, too bad they probably won't actually do that. That would have been such a good sight gag. It does not, from what I remember. But fuck. Uh, so yeah, he he collects um, he collects Han Hans's uh, effects, and basically the whole point was he was going to transport the body back to America. And we do the funeral bit where we have a really awkward moment of Paul Walker saying, "No more funerals." Yep. And then only one more is. Oh no. Well, te- uh, technically, in the movie, there are no more yeah. funerals, but. There, there's still an there's an eulogy at the end of the movie, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, which should point out now, in case anyone doesn't quite know where these movies fall in line with real life events, uh, which I you don't, I don't know why you're listening to this, well, but I would, uh, would not know this. I don't know. Like, I actually thought for a while that it was that he died prior to the filming of Eight, which technically is true. Uh, yeah. But I had forgot that he died mid-production on 7. I think this was um, mostly done. I think all of the stuff with his brothers that they, like, deep-faked his face onto is basically that scene at the end. Yes. Um, but but my own perception of what that timeline was was a bit off, because I thought it was that he completely wrapped this movie, and then before 8 came out, that is when he died. No. Um I was not into the Fast and the Furiouses at that point, so I was not like intimately aware of exactly what happened and when it happened. I mean, that was kind of the whole thing before I saw this in the theater. Was I was wondering like how are they going to do this? Like, are they going to write him out? Like, are they going to kill off Brian? Or turns out there sure seems like a lot of moments where they're about to kill Brian. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, Yeah, but uh, he he kind of they do it well. I like it. It's good send off for him, even though, as you say, it's kind of a weird thing. But we'll get to it at at the very end. Uh, but this is also where we um get the first fight sequence between Dom and uh, Shaw because Shaw is um he's he's kind of surveying the funeral. Uh, he knows that his marks are there. So we get like a, a bit of a chase sequence between the two of them that kind of culminates in um. They just, they're just head to head, staring at each other, and then they just slam on the gas and ram into each other full speed. Hell yeah! Not the best idea, and they, Dom. And then they get out of the car to have a fist fight because, like Dom, Dom's doing his usual Dom thing of just standing there mumbling about it's all about the family. Yeah, um, and then Shaw pulls a gun on him. Yes, because Dom Dom thinks this this is going to go down. By his rules, his his dumbass street racing Corona drinking rules. Uh, and Shaw's just like, "Hey, check this out! I've got a gun." 
<laughs> but you didn't anticipate this, huh? Blap. Yeah. Uh, turns out the one thing you didn't plan on today was getting shot. <laughs> Just listen to your pal Brian. He's, ta- he's, he's remembering the bullets. Get it? Bullets. Here's I got some bullets in this gun. Anyway, I'm going to shoot you now. But he doesn't. Yeah. Dom has exactly two weaknesses. Bullets and Charlize Theron. Which, as it turns, <laughs> well, also is two of my weaknesses. Yeah, so, same. I, mean, I, I was going to say, like, those are reasonable weaknesses to have. Yes. Uh, I drink Dose Equis, though, so I'm definitely evil. Yeah. 100%. I don't drink anything. I would have to politely decline Dom's offer of uh, family and friendship. Which would probably make him angry. Well, just like ram it. Like you drive away from that little like affair and he's just waiting for you at the end of a block. Somehow teleported over with his muscle car and he's just staring at you and revving the engine. <laughs> One you more decline ride. this face. Yeah. You decline the corona and now you have to die. <laughs> You decline so, the corona, you insult my honor. So th- this this fight is broken up by the appearance of a like a, the military shows up led by Kurt Russell. Uh, Dom actually gets a military man in a headlock, uh, which is fantastic. Yeah, they all have their guns on him, and he just like punches out a couple of them. Well, first Shaw okay. runs away while they shoot at him. And Kurt Russell is like, hey, it's me, Kurt Russell. I'm here to cameo yeah. in this movie. Who am I? I'm a ghost. Mr. Nobody. Uh, this, you had mentioned, is maybe the best gag in any of the Fast and the Furious movies, and I agree. Where he uh, he brings him into this warehouse kind of setup he has where they're, he's trying to enlist Dom's help, and he's just like, oh, you know, I, I read your file. Hey, can I offer? For you a Belgian ale and then Dom's just like I don't like it. and I'm so more of a Corona man myself yeah well there, there's this bit of uh Kurt Russell going like oh your your fight your file is very long and detailed and an entertaining read and uh there's a whole section in here about how you fucking love Corona so here's a bucket <laughs> Of Corona and Ice Cubes with the Corona branding on the bucket that I've just hidden at, like, hip height behind some boxes. Yep, they just got some boxes next to him. He just pulls out a bucket with the Corona logo on it and two Coronas in it, like, in a commercial with ice and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Just happened to be right where they were. It's the gun under the table of this scene. (laughs) <laughs> like he just had that bucket taped to those boxes behind it or something so fucking good it's it is the best visual gag and that that is the thing too about product placement in movies is i i hate it when it is drawn attention to in a way that is not intended to be funny like a mac and me where there's just a lot of McDonald's and there's a lot of Coca-Cola in that movie and it is very much like in your face or like an iRobot where he just holds up the shoe and goes like, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. This is the kind of product placement I like though where it is absolutely like the butt of a gag. Like, of course this mongoloid drinks Corona. Here's the Corona. Ugh. You can be a mongoloid like Vin Diesel too. Stop saying mongoloid, please. Eh. Yeah. 
Uh, man. Fine, troglodyte. Yeah, sure, that's better. Cue ball. Yes. Uh, yes. Vin Diesel sometimes looks like, do you remember when uh, Will Ferrell appeared on Conan O'Brien as Scrub-a-Dub? No, I don't, actually. It was early in the late night days. It was like... Well, a... you know, if Conan O'Brien would follow through on his whole promise to put all the old late night episodes up online, like he said he was going to do uh, a year ago? Well, that was supposed up. to happen at the 19. Uh, last time I checked, a few months ago, it is not. Well, it was a few months ago. I think it is now. Anyway, um, well, specifically, it wasn't the full episodes, I don't think, it's because there might be rights issues with that, but I think all of the bits and everything are up. Uh, but it's Will Ferrell as a Mr. Clean type guy named Scrub-a-Dub uh, who just keeps screaming about how he wants to have sex with Pamela Anderson, and Conan like tries to get him to leave, and he continues his monologue, and then like he's just in the corner playing craps, and then he's just like spray painting the set later on. It's good stuff. Anyway, he basically looks like Vin Diesel as Dom Toretto. Oh man! Uh, so Kurt Russell has a, a job offer for Dom and his crew, which is that a terrorist organization has kidnapped a hacker. And the, uh, the, the the spy tool that she has invented called the Golden Eye. It's, no, it's God's Eye. Golden Eye is a laser from the James Bond. Close enough. Are they both satellite mounted? Yes. Same thing. What's, uh, what's your opinion on Black Lady 007? Uh, I have, well, she's going to have the, okay, here's what I think is going to happen. James Bond left the Secret Service at the end of uh, of the last movie. Sure. So the Black Lady is the 007 who has replaced James Bond as 007. And yes. he is going to work to some extent. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't I, have any problem with it, no matter what, honestly. Like... It'd be kind of weird to me if they took the character James Bond and made him a woman because his name is James. Oh yeah, Janice Bond. I guess they would. Um, yeah, like they'd they'd rename it, but I don't know. That sort of gets into a weird territory where it's just like, if you're completely re-imaging the character, then is it is it even that character anymore? No, I think what they're doing is like she's new 007, different name, not the same character, which yeah. is the way to do it. Also, I don't think. Yeah. By the end of that movie, she's still going to be 007. No, no, he's gonna he's gonna resume his poses 007 by the end of that movie. But uh, yeah, no, that, like good, good I'm, I'm cool with it regardless. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked her in uh, Captain Marvel, which you refuse to watch because you hate women. Um, <laughs> but she's really good in that. Sure. I refuse to watch it because I hate Marvel movies at this point. Honestly, uh, no, I was. It's one of the I've also ones. been one of those. Uh, I. Still really wish Idris Elba uh, had become James Bond. Me too. I love I Idris Elba in everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it would have been really good, but also, like, at, at this point, I wonder if it's more of an age thing. Like, he would be starting that role, I think, older than anybody else has assumed it. So Yeah, I think that's probably um, not... Craig was the oldest one so far. It was and, either uh, him or Roger Moore, yeah. Oh, yeah, Roger Moore, but whatever. 
I like I I still think that Idris Elba could totally fucking play James Bond though. I mean, I saw the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw. He is the Black Superman. <laughs> That's right. It, it's, <laughs> it's look. He canceled the apocalypse. Yeah. Idris Elba's so fucking good, man. He is. He, uh, look, he's in that Cats movie, too, and uh, I don't fault him for it. Ian McKellen's in it, too. He did not get to choose the way he looked, and I do not think that he knew that they were going to make him look like that when he signed up. No, because did you see the... Um, I don't fault anyone. There's a behind-the-scenes thing where uh, it shows everybody, like, making it, and looks like they're having a great time, because everybody's just dancing around on giant chairs or whatever. And nobody knew what that was going to look like once it was done. Uh, so yeah, it's just like, hey, we get to do this stuff. We get to sing these, uh, well, one legendary song, which Jennifer Hudson got to. The rest of that show, nobody cares about. Um, we got to work with the choreographer of Hamilton. We got to do all this stuff. Uh, great time. Yeah. And Brought on, uh, you know, Lewis Wayne as the uh, visual director of that thing, apparently. Because it looks <laughs> yeah. like a nightmare. Looks like an LSD fueled PTSD. Yeah. God damn that thing. There's your uh, Lewis Wayne deep cut for everybody. <laughs> that I was probably audibly looking up as I mashed into my keyboard because I forgot his name. Uh, uh, did you just write like yeah, uh, LSD cat nightmare man? No, I just wrote it when go point go cat artist. Oh, okay. Because I remember that that first uh, Oingo Boingo EP. EP. Wanted to call it an LP for a second, but that's not correct. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I no, I don't have an issue with that. I I think the people who take exception to them basically having the the, the concept of a black lady James Bond or people getting pissed off because Natalie Portman's going to play a female Thor. Or even back when Idris Elba was cast as Heimdall. Oh, like, right. People freaking out about that stuff really have very little to care about in their lives if that is the thing that gets under their skin, and I am envious of them. Also, I am not. Um, the, I mean, I like only from the perspective of I wish I had so little to give a shit about that the things I gave a shit about were on that level of fucking worthless. Yeah, well, in, in this like case... Not, not that specifically, but... Yeah. It's this and the uh, Natalie Portman thing especially. Like, she's not James Bond. She's not Thor. Yeah. They are still... Yeah. Like, she's this other character. She's Jane Foster who gets the powers of Thor, just like in the comic. So it's yeah. not like they are replacing this character with, like, gender swap version, like that uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake... That nobody saw um yeah but yeah uh, i would i wouldn't even care if i wouldn't even care if they did like so long as it was if the final product were still fucking good then i would not care yeah i like the point I, is I'm where you're doing with, it just to with heimdall like that isn't really the same as the others because they are like changing the race of the character at the same time like who cares like there's yeah. no reason to care about, but I'm just saying that's not really equivalent to the others. Yeah. Heimdall's character was not how often he showed up saying, Hey everyone, look at how wide I am. <laughs> no. Hey, it's just like... a cool dude with cool eyes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the the James Bond and the and the Thor stuff, I'm 
I think that if you give a crap about that to the point that you're getting angry, your priorities are just completely fucked. Getting mad online. It's the hot new thing. I'm looking forward to that James Bond anyway, because they keep like saying that the reason they got Daniel Craig back is he really, really, really wanted to do one that was like From Russia with Love, which also would be very appropriate for like current times i'm so, looking forward to the it promise of a... daniel craig is just like fucking himself up constantly on that set because they just yeah, keep, good there are like always reports it... of like well they've halted production again he's flying back to jamaica <laughs> to go get x-rays or something yeah no I'm, I'm looking forward to that like just the concept of okay it's like a modern day take on from russia with love and how that can kind of connect into current events and like that in itself is interesting to me yeah i'm I just want to I'm see Christoph Waltz back. Yeah, apparently he's coming back, so. Yep. Of course he was. Yeah. Why would anyone yeah. think he wasn't? I mean, the fact that that last movie was not good. Doesn't matter. He also was not good in it. I refuse to believe you. I have not watched it. I maybe never will, but I refuse to believe Christoph Look, Waltz would not be good in something. There is a much worse uh, version of Blofeld out there, so at least I can say Christoph Waltz was not wandering around Las Vegas dressed up like an old lady. Which one's that? Is that Tilly Savalas? That is Diamond. Diamonds are forever. Uh, no, what's his name? Crap, I don't remember. No, Telly Savalas was in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and I think he is the best Blofeld, because okay. it is just Telly Savalas playing Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas is a fine hunk of man. Yes, he is. Who loves you, baby? He is terrific. I love the weird way that he holds his cigarette. I yes, can listen to him talk yeah. for hours. I love Tilly Savalas. I like Tilly Savalas a lot as well. That's why I was wondering. I was like, oh no, I hope he isn't a bad Blofeld. I no, uh, let me see who was in Diamonds Are Forever. It does not matter. We need to finish Furious 7. Yes, no, I know, but I mean, it was Charles Gray. Okay, I don't know who that is. Now imagine oh. Charles Grodin as uh, Blofeld. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. He'd do it too. I mean, what else has he got going on? The mission is to get back the, the god's ear or whatever. I don't know. It's a thing that basically like any phone or set, like it's it spies on people. It it is the end of the Dark Knight where Batman set up all the different like uh, weird camera phone things to find the Joker. It's just that he can track anyone anywhere with the God's eye. Also, it's uh, Watch but they Dogs. need the hacker back. Also, it's Watch Dogs. They need it's the like hacker 100% back. One hundred percent Watch Dogs. It's one hundred percent Watch Dogs. They need the hacker back who made it, and the the terrorist who kidnapped her and stole the God's eye brought to justice. So. Gather the crew up. Good news, everyone. Tyrese is here. Tyrese is back. You were thinking he wouldn't be in this movie, but fuck you. You were wrong. You were going to watch Tyrese, and you were going to shut up, and you are going to enjoy his performance. We're gonna do, he's going to do some good jokes. Yes. Joke number one. Fuck all, y'all. I want to be in charge of the mission planning, but also I hate the mission I came up with because I'm a big baby. Also, I don't like... I don't know what to do. I'm just going to point at a random point on this map and say, here we go. And this guy's like, that's a dumbass idea. What are you doing? And then uh, Kurt Russell's like, you know what? This is the kind of thinking I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking for bad ideas exclusively. I like your style. Uh, 
So the way that they're going to get on this very particular location on the map is they're going to load up all the cars on a uh, oh, on a plane. Oh also, yeah. during this bit, um, there's like this whole thing about uh, Brian saying like, oh yeah, the only thing you took down was n- something to no knees at prom, right? Yeah, no, hey. no they like high fives Ludacris and they do this whole thing. And Kurt Russell just like, takes Dom aside and is like, these people are fucking dumbasses. How do you manage to deal with this? Yeah, no, it's just like, you have a gift. Yeah. You're you're a better leader they, than I gave you credit for. In fact, that you can get these idiots to do anything. Uh, so they're going to... Uh, they're going to push all the cars out of a plane with parachutes on them. They're going to fucking drop these cars in. Yeah. Do a halo jump with this, like, Mustang. Also, they jump, like, maybe 20 seconds apart, and yet somehow yeah. they land, like, pretty much right <laughs> next to each other. They don't crash into each other in midair or anything like that. Yeah. All cars procure on site. Yes. Remember, everyone, OSP. this is a sneaking mission. <laughs> ID-locked cars. ID-locked turbochargers. <sighs> Uh, put the nano machines inside of the drivers. <laughs> the Sons of Dom system. Oh man, I just remembered another <laughs> really good like item appears moment later on. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so everyone's dropping in with their cars, but of course Tyrese is afraid. Uh, so he drops last because um, Tech like sort of activates his parachute and pulls him off of the plane. His name is Tech. Uh, but everyone drops not Tech. My bad. Oh, it's spelled like T E Q. No, it doesn't. It's T E G or J. I mean, uh, I'm not French. I don't Tej. know how to pronounce that. Tej. Uh, uh, yes, ludicrous. I, I will refer to him as ludicrous for the rest of this. I mean, I usually do too. Yeah. Um. I can't not see Ludacris in something and just not think of him as Ludacris. Even, like, he could be so deep and apart, he's just Ludacris to me. Yeah. Specifically, Which is fine. I, like... Specifically, I see him as uh, himself in the Dr. Evil costume from the number one spot video. Yes, exactly. Um, I just remembered he was in Gossip Folks with Missy Elliott, too. Oh, sure. Music, yeah. Cusa, Susan, Busan, Music, Cusa, Susan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Susan Cuse. Susan Cuse, Susan Cuse. Susan Cuse, Susan Cuse. Yeah. Zoo, my kids are. No, Zamba, Z. Was Zoom, Zoom, Z. All right, Larry. Yeah. You got most of it. Yeah, you remember most of that. It's been a while. <laughs> I like how I tooted that to you on Mastodon, that whole bit, and you never responded to it. Why would I? Um, so they, they all drop in. A uh, hundred muscle cars drop out of a plane. <laughs> Get the video game industry online. I have a Fast and the Furious game that I want to pitch to them. So they, they do this uh, three bus tires breakout. Over here. <laughs> they do this uh, whole bus breakout sequence that is like incredibly good, where they're trying to get onto this thing and bust out the hacker. 
uh, while they're just getting like knocked around on all sides by these like paramilitary vehicles. Uh huh. Um, it's like it's got dude, panels on the side that open up and mini guns come out and they're like, oh shit! Oh yeah! Oh also, shit! Roll your windows up. Roll them up. Tej is the only one who thought to bring bulletproof glass. Uh, yeah. Man, there's a lot going oh, there, on in this though. There's also a bit here where I'm really upset that the line was not spoken the way I wanted it to be spoken, which is where before this mission happens, uh, Dom points at his muscle car and he's like, I want you to take that and I want you to mix it with that. And he like points over at this like armored vehicle and they're just like, that's going to add a lot of weight and it's going to slow it down. And what I wanted him to say with, sometimes it's not all about going fast. Sometimes... <laughs> gotta be furious yes i also noticed that it's really fucking upset that they didn't say because it would have been like objectively the worst goddamn line in any of these movies and much like fast and the furious 2 that would also make it the best yeah so this this whole sequence is happening where like uh brian basically jumps into the uh the van that's carrying uh the hacker and he busts her out and he throws her back onto dom's car but oh no he's stuck fighting this dude inside of the inside of the bus uh and at some point the bus like loses control and starts like careening towards a cliff we get this really really great bit of him like jumping out the front and getting onto the top and, like, trying to run as this bus is, like, falling off. Yeah, and specifically, the guy Brian's fighting is Tony Jaa, which is yeah. notable. Yes. Uh, thankfully, Brian uh, is is saved uh, by Letty, who kind of shows up at the last minute, and he grabs onto her car. Which, um, by the Dom... way, so he, he jumps, like, this... The bus, like, teetering off a cliff, and he's running on it and jumps, like, for the cliff... He could just grab the cliff. Instead, Letty, like, does this drift around so he grabs, like, her, uh, spoiler on the back of her car. I, Unnecessary. I, that kind of, that kind of stuck out to me, too, but then I sort of just justified it as, like, oh, well, he could have, like, grabbed onto a bunch of loose gravel and it wouldn't have, like, he wouldn't have caught himself. Yeah, he could have. My point is, in any other movie, he would have just grabbed the cliff. In this one, yes, he has this... to grab the car. Look, this is a car movie. He's got to grab onto the car. He just has to. It's about um, family and it's about cars. Yeah. So that's the thing that's great about this movie is it's about family. Yeah. Um, but D- D- Dom is uh, trying to make his escape when all of a sudden Shaw shows up uh, with more shenanigans, uh, starts trying to run him off the road. Uh, and eventually this ends up leading to kind of a standoff where all these uh, terrorist guys have... Dom and the hacker at gunpoint. The Dom has her strapped in, starts doing sick fucking donuts. Yeah. In this car. It's whipping up all this uh this dirt, making a big old cloud of it, uh, to kind of mask his escape, and his escape plan basically is just to throw himself off of a cliff. Well, this is the other item appearing thing I mentioned where he's just like, You go up a uh, helmet. And she like looks around and then just like produces a helmet, I guess, from in front of her. Oh yeah, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, like that like why they brought it small to enough Dom? that that giant helmet, like you would not have not noticed it at your feet. Oh my god, what if Dom brought the helmet not for her? It was just like, well, I'm gonna be jumping out of a plane, so I better do something <laughs> to protect myself. 
<laughs> safety first. Well, like, just for does... him, like, if the parachute didn't open up, he's just thinking, like, this helmet's going to save him. At this point, Dom has suffered enough head trauma that it's probably a good idea that he was thinking about safety in any Dom regard. Dom is like Goku levels of stupid, and I love it. Yeah. So, so, so simple. Um, and like, now I'm imagining <laughs> Dom, like, putting extra weights in the trunk of his car. Like, he's trying to train it. <laughs> like, oh, if I it takes run. the weights off, it'll go faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like training your car in a three times normal gravity. <laughs> He's doing donuts in the fucking capsule corpse spaceship. <laughs> I thought you were going to say doing donuts in the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Dom just driving off into like the ether in the hyperbolic time chamber. Like they try to stop him because there's no end to it, but he just disappears forever. It's the open road, baby. No, Dom, please. You won't be able to get back. <sighs> Sometimes it's not about coming back. Sometimes <laughs> it's about family. Dom, just that doesn't right, make any sense. Right please, Dom. Into the white void drinking a Corona. That's the end of the movie. Well, that'd be a really good end. Uh, oh, man. Actually, the best end of this series would be if, like, he broke, like, broke the law again and he needs to go underground and then this, like, shadowy military kind of thing is just like, okay, well, we'll get you taken care of. We're going to set you up with a new name. How does Xander Cage sound to you? <laughs> <laughs> this is all just like an elaborate lead into Triple X. It'd be like Split. Like it was just a, yes. a stealth prequel the whole time. Yes. God, that would be so good. Uh, so they, they they escape from all the terrorists. Uh, we get a good bit of Shaw kind of just like looking from the bushes at these terrorists and going like, Oh, I'm getting me an idea. <laughs> oh, I like oh, oh, hold on a tick. My like, brain cells is rubbing together. He's also like just crawling around on this mountain with a sniper rifle watching Dom do donuts. I'm like a warm I is. I'm sorry, my impression of Jason Statham is excessively poor. Yeah. I mean mine's not good, but boy. I cannot do voices. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, then he decides he's just gonna get in his car and try ram him. Uh, yeah. It works. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, no, because he starts to, and then the triumphant return of Roman, who comes careening in, going, yeah! Like Dukes of Hazard <laughs> just... style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Tyrese saves the day. Uh, and we get like a little moment where everyone's kind of getting to know the hacker girl who uh, the plan of the hacker archetype of them being like uh, somewhat of an outcast, but like able to like completely peg everyone else socially. So she's just like, oh, you're the alpha. Oh, you're alpha number two. You're the you're the Joker. That kind of. The outcast is able to, like, see through everyone's facade sort of thing. And they also do, like, the whole, like, oh, well, she's too hot to be a hacker. Yeah. 
like that's an ongoing bit between Ludacris and Tyrese is uh, which one of them wants to bang her more because yes. she's a hot hacker. And Tyrese is like a body like that. You don't park behind a computer. My right. A <sighs> Ty- might be why Tyrese does not win her affections in the end. Well, no, uh, Tej gets her affection because he like karate's out that one guy. He makes her hot. Well, also, like more pointedly too, they they share more of a common thread with the whole like well, tech aspect. Yeah, but also he karateed that guy, and then he's like, yeah. "Oh no, he karateed that guy good." So, uh, she mailed off this. What is it? A thing that God's eye is inside. Yeah, uh, to, basically like a microchip that has it in there. To and Abu it's part Dhabi, of like a which I thought yes. was like meant to be like a normal joke in Garfield. No. And no, it's like literally we're going to Abu Dhabi. The credits for this movie ends with a big fat film in Abu Dhabi logo, by the way. Shocking. Also begins with yep. a China film company. Uh have you seen that thing uh with the new Top Gun? No. What? I don't care so, about uh, I don't particularly care for it either, but it is a big glaring example of okay, we need to cut things out of movies specifically for the Chinese market. Uh because there was some stuff on the back of Tom Cruise's jacket in the original movie that is like uh like I think it was like showing the Chinese flag or something like that. It, it was something like antagonistic towards the Chinese or that the Chinese do not necessarily want to appear in their movie. Uh, so to appease them, they removed it from the jacket in the new movie, but even in the American version. Like, it's just not there at all. I have actually read something about that where the uh, the Chinese production companies, or maybe the studios themselves in advance, are just censoring for Chinese audiences no matter where the movie's coming out. Yeah, so that, that's what sorry, I'm kind of getting at. Sorry, you're not going to see more big screen skeleton movies. Uh, sorry to tell you. I love big skeletons. I also love big skeletons, but uh, China, not a fan of the skeletons. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make a movie that's just a giant ass skeleton attacks a city. That's the whole movie. It'd be a great movie. There's one part, there's one part where his attack is he just opens up his skeleton jaw and just like vomits thousands of regular sized skeletons onto the city. I love it. Let's get this screen. The skeletons put on Viking helmets and start carrying swords and shields around to terrorize the city folk. Okay, well, at that point, that's just Army of Darkness. Uh, Might need to change that a little bit. I just want to make Army of Darkness, but there's a giant skeleton in it, basically, is what I want to do. I mean, it's a noble endeavor, but... I mean, Army of Darkness aside, just the concept of skeletons with, like, old, like, super old army gear on is very amusing to me. Yeah. I understand. I, I like I like fantasy skeletons a whole lot. Anyway. Um, like a spider in Abu Dhabi. Please come film in Abu Dhabi. Although yep. that's, yes. uh, that's yes. pirate. But... I mean, still, yes. Pirates are old. That counts. Pirates are old. You heard it here yeah. first. Skeletons by their very nature are old. Not necessarily. You can rip out a skeleton and <laughs> Where are you fresh. going where you just rip out a skeleton? Uh 
Mortal Kombat. Thanks. <laughs> Just have Scorpion burn all the flesh off of the skeleton, and there you go, fresh skeleton. Mm. Bones are forever, Larry Davis. Well, also not true, because you can grind them up. I don't even want to know where you're going to grind up bones, but uh, bone we're meal? we're in we are in Abu Dhabi where bones are not ground up. <laughs> I'm I'm well, pretty sure ever. I don't I'm, know about I'm that. Positive. Well. Uh, we we have speaking of James Bond, almost that little like coming out of the water bit uh, with the hacker lady, because yeah. that's like the thing that Ludacris and uh, Tyrese are focusing in on, where they have this like I call dibs conversation, um, yeah, which they, they, in um... my infantile brain just reminded me from the beginning of My Name Is Earl when Earl and Randy called dibs on Katarina. <laughs> sure, Katarina, isn't it? Kat- um. I remember so much of that show, but not apparently the name of like one of the main three cast members. They uh, or characters rather. James Wan, I like to believe, like went and got a MythBuster style super high frame rate camera for this part too, because it's yeah. super slow mo and you can see a lot going on. Oh yes, you can. Um, I'm okay with that. But. But she shipped this thing off, uh, and the guy who she shipped it to for safekeeping has uh, sold it uh, this to guy be put inside. Who's like he's Middle Eastern John Ralphio. Yes, like exactly. Um, and and he sold it to this guy who basically wanted to put this like computer board with a chip inside of his supercar, which is able to go like uh, I think they said like two hundred forty miles an hour. Yeah, something like that. And there was a part where Brian's yeah. like, this thing goes zero to 60 in three seconds. There's only like eight of them in the world. Yeah. Uh, so they basically need to infiltrate this party that's being held in... Um... Oh, what what are the name of these towers? The I don't remember. Super, super famous landmark in Abu Dhabi. These, these gigantic uh, three similar looking towers that are set up. Um, yeah, they're like I... twisted around like... Yeah, I yeah, don't remember the, what they're called. They're super. I, I love the look of them. They're they're super iconic. I'm, I'm pretty sure people would just intuitively know what they are, but I do not remember the names. Um, but basically, they got this multifaceted plan. Dom and Brian are going to go bust the car out of, or they're going to rather grab the board out of the car, which is inside a vault. They need Tyrese to set up a distraction, it's and the, then they have uh, Etihad Towers. Ah, uh, uh, they have um. Tyrese is doing the distraction. Uh, Ludacris and the hacker lady, they're going to do hacker stuff, uh, basically taking out the cameras and opening the vault up, I believe. And then uh, Letty's just kind of there. Yeah. But Letty has a fight sequence, but I don't quite recall what she was supposed to be doing other than that. I think she's like the lookout. She, she has to go in and um, do a bypass on something. She had to cut that wire. Oh, that's right. To like keep the system from finding them for so long. Okay, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Tyrese's form of distraction... Classic action movie thing of him saying, like, it's going to be a wire with a, a extra shielding or whatever, and she has to say, an English Tej. Everybody it's, loves it's, that. It's it's the red wire. It's the red, Just cut the red wire. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese's plan to distract everybody is this, oh, it's your birthday routine where he goes up to some lady and it's just like... It's your birthday? Hey, everyone, it's this lady's birthday. Hey, I'm going to sing a painfully awkward song about how it's this lady's birthday, and also I'm going to comment on her breasts. <laughs> yes. 
you have uh, enormous fake breasts, lady. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's the joke. That's it. That's the joke. He's also going to bring up some other lady <laughs> uh, in the front of her right. She used all the hairspray. That's the joke. Uh, so Dom lifts this fucking car up so Brian can get underneath it to rip the board out. But th- things aren't going well because already their cover is blown because Ronda Rousey shows up. Like, the role of a lifetime. Why? The role she was meant to play. I just love how no explanation given Dom can just lift this car up. Because that car oh, is sure, also yeah. bulletproof, so it's not like... If it was a regular supercar or something, you could kind of understand that because it'd be like mostly carbon fiber, it'd be lighter in general anyway. And he is struggling with it, but still, with all the stuff in that car, it has to be pretty heavy. Yeah. The only thing Dom's not in his, uh, his little workshop just lifting cars in private every night? No, I don't think so. I think he does. I think that he shuts the doors and turns all the lights off and makes sure that nobody's around and he just starts, like, lifting the car up and down. Up and down. For hours. Alright. Keep his quads tight. Yeah. No, he gets real loaded on Corona and then just has a bit of uh, Dom time. Yeah. He just holds this car up for, like, eight minutes. Yeah. Hey, look, it's between him and his car. Yeah. Can't judge him. You literally cannot judge him. No, I can't. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Letty get into a fight sequence. Uh, the fight itself is good. Ronda Rousey's acting, as we have been over, is very not good. This party's bore me to death. This party's bore me to death. Mm, I really hope you just cut that line in a whole bunch. <laughs> it's terrible. It's really bad. Uh, yeah. And so it's to the point that Dom and Brian just can't get the board out of the car, so they come up with plan B, which is to just drive the car out of the building, which they clearly have not thought through at all. No. Uh, Because also their, I I would assume their main mode of escape would be some sort of elevator, Uh, but coming up on the elevator is this motherfucker named Jason Statham, and he has got guns. (laughs) Also, this movie very big on the MP5K. Like, pretty much everybody's using them everywhere. Um, But yes, they were supposed to have gotten something out of the car. Instead, they're just like, ah, we'll just drive it out of here. Yeah, Uh, and drive it out of there they do because this is the most ridiculous bit out of any Fast and the Furious movie. They just straight up jump the car from one of these buildings into another building and the best part is when dom is just like flooring it towards the window and brian's like dom cars don't fly cars don't fly dom there's a bit at the start of this movie where his kid is just like he's got a toy car and he's just flying it around like an airplane and brian's just like cars don't fly i'm really worried about you son (laughs) yeah and then, like, the rest of the movie is just we're pushing cars out of planes and we're jumping cars between buildings. And we're flying cars up in the air so we can attach grenades to helicopters. Yes. This yes, is the do. Fast and the Furious where the cars fly. It's about family. Yeah. So what's so great about it is it's about family. Uh, also, there's, like, imagine, um... Now I'm imagining James Wan, like, some sort of featurette with him on this movie... And he's just saying, it shows him just sitting there, and then he goes, 
think I might have gone too far in a few places. <laughs> he's just got one of like the terracotta army statues, and he's just like <laughs> Dom slices through these things like butter. You know, Deckard Shaw is really the funniest character we've ever had. <laughs> Please, he would have said Tyrese. He would have said Tyrese. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> Tyrese is the key to all of this. <laughs> he never even calls him Roman either. He just calls him Tyrese. Yeah. <laughs> well, they made the character around him. The thing uh, is, though, no, the, like, he's been in the previous second movies. building is just he, um. Be psyched about Shaw because he's the new thing. Sure. Uh, the the building that they're crashing into is this is a really good comedy routine here. It's it's like when you get into a a chase in a movie and you got the guy walking across the street they got the glass pane you oh, know yeah. the fruit cart is coming by oh no there's no there's a lady with a stroller uh all these very fragile things directly in the path of this car chase but this is like a rich person museum or art show thing going on that also has like the terracotta army inside of it and of course that car fucks everything yes of course it's it's good. It's it's really good. And then they can't stop. They got to keep going. So they jump from that building again into another building. Yeah. Uh, and this time, I can't remember if the reason they jump is because like the brakes have gone out from yeah. the first time it dropped, or if it's the second. It it was the first time. They're like ah no okay. brakes, and so they just have to keep yeah. going into the other building, and then that one they just jump out. Yeah, they they jump out. They almost fall off of the building. Uh, and then there's the little car falls of, all the way to the ground of people like having dinner and the car flying outside. Oh yeah, Un- that's funny. cute. Yeah, that was okay. I guess. Look, there's been a lot of good gags in this movie. That is not the standout gag in the movie. Um, the gags in the Fast and the Furious movies, I'm not always sure were intended as gags. Is the thing? No, I look. That Corona thing, I have to trust, was an intended gag because if it's not, talk about serendipity. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really not sure on that one. I just have to hope that it is because that is that was smartly done. If that was by design, um. So yeah, they they've uh, gotten the board out of the car. They offended Shaw off one more time, and uh, they are now taking this thing back to Kurt Russell. And we have a bit where they hand the board over to him, and the music kind of wells up like, "Oh no, here's the reveal! Kurt Russell was the bad guy the entire time." Because that would be the very obvious thing to do is yeah. I think it betrayed. That's totally uh, and then what he's I just thought like, the first time I watched yeah. it. Then he just smiles and he's like, "Let's go get Coronas." Yep. <laughs> Turns out, no, Kurt Russell is totally trustworthy. This guy who keeps talking about how he's a ghost doing battle with shadows, and his name is Mr. Yeah. Nobody, and he's a cool guy. He helps him out. Yeah, he, he totally follows through on his word of just like, I promised I would let you use this thing to find Shaw, uh, so now that you got me this thing, all of my resources are yours to have. You can command my dudes any way you wish. Let's go get this guy. I'm a man of my word, and I intend to keep it. Like, I really, really like Kurt Russell's character just for being the dude who should totally betray you and absolutely does fucking not because he's just a cool guy. Yep. Mr. Nobody is great. Yeah. Not not only that, but he will go with them to go get Shaw. Yes. He could very easily just be like, 
here's my resources, take as many guys as you want and go knock this guy out. But instead he's like, no, I want to be there with you when you get him. I want to go in and dual-wield pistols at these guys. I want to put on the sunglasses from the end of the Dead or Alive movie and shoot at Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah, he has Dead or Alive sunglasses. Yeah, he pulls out these like high-tech sunglasses that have like night vision on them. And just steps out into the open, dual-wielding pistols, just shooting dudes. Yep. Does a little Kurt spin Russell's with them. Great. Yeah. Um, kind of jumping ahead a bit with that, but yeah, the only uh, actual members of the team, of the family, uh, that go uh, to get Shaw is um, Brian and Dom, because they have been the only ones who have been directly attacked. Well, D- he, Dom says he also uh, doesn't the, want rest, the rest of them are races. They're not killers. Yeah. I question that, but yes. Well, I mean, it's kind of true. Like, they don't really are you do telling me Letty has stuff. not? Are you telling me Letty has not done a murder? Come okay, on. Letty has. The rest of them, yeah. though, like Tej and Roman, they can stay home. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't think they've ever actually killed anybody. At least not intentionally. Uh, that vault probably took some people out, but I don't think they necessarily intended for that. Yeah, probably. I think Tej does some murders in the next one because he has a tank. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Don't put Ludacris in a tank. <laughs> he doesn't know how to drive that. It's okay. It's a tech tank, though, so it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm Tej, and I'm in my tech tank. It's just Tej and uh, Ramsey in a tech tank, and they're running things over. Beep, beep, honk, honk. I'm in a tank. Get out of my way. Beep, beep. I'm sure you've seen it, but that video of it's these two guys arguing, one of them's in a tank and his father's on the ground, and he's just like, get out of that tank! And the guy's like, no, you're not my dad. I'm literally your dad, though. Get out of that tank! I have no idea what you're talking about. It's this, like, cell phone footage somebody took of a, a dude who hopped into a tank and his father is screaming at him to get out of it, and the guy just keeps insisting that he's not his dad. And then his dad just keeps going like, I am your dad, get out of the tank or I'm going to call the police. Well, great. Did that end with like a suicide by cop or something? (laughs) I don't know. That's how that sort of thing usually ends. I don't know, it seemed more to me like it would have been suicide by dad. Suicide by pop. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Uh... So they they find uh, Shaw, who is eating a delicious dinner in the middle of a warehouse. He's got, like, a Chianti and everything. Yeah, he has a little goblet for his wine, and he's just, like, on this crappy wooden table in the middle of a warehouse. He's eating like he hasn't eaten a meal in days, too. Like, he's really just scarfing it down. Maybe maybe he hasn't. I was also... Speaking of things that I hope would have gone a different way, like subversions that I wish happened but didn't actually happen. I, I wish he kind of just looked up from his meal and with a mouthful of food just went like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that he's just like, uh, oh, this all you've got? Dozen men? You're done better than that. Yeah. Because uh, he has teamed up with the terrorist guy at this point in the movie. He saw an opportuni- uh, opportunity and like an opportunist. He went for the opportunity. That's what opportunist is, right? I don't know why I explained that to everybody. Uh, they get into a huge uh, shootout. This is the bit where Kurt Russell has the sunglasses on, and um, 
basically our our heroes had to follow back uh kurt russell gets shot um but <laughs> it's, a, shot, it, it's in a bulletproof vest thankfully he, but one uh has hit him in the stomach and he is bleeding quite a bit well he gets shot once and then he like turns around and looks at dom and winks at him and before he gets shot <laughs> <Yeah>. again <laughs> Like uh, you know, just between you and me, I'm gonna be all right as long as they don't shoot me in the head. Hey, Dom, you ever see a dead body? <laughs> but yeah, maybe he uh, could have considered reloading his guns instead of spinning them around, or uh, yeah. may- maybe taking cover somewhere instead of standing <laughs> directly uh, in the open. Kurt Russell doing gun kata. How good would that be? Oh, man. Uh, so this is this is actually another bit that I really liked, where they they do actually sort of subvert where I thought they were going to go with it. Uh, the first, obviously, being the whole it's not a betrayal thing, and the second one being that I thought he was going to die in this scene, uh, but thankfully he doesn't because they're they're doing the whole thing of like, oh man, this isn't looking good. We got to get you to a hospital, and then he's just like, I I do like wet work for the government. Like I have them on speed dial and a chopper will just come out. So like, just fucking stop the car. He's like the, the mobile unit is already on its way. So just dump me out somewhere. (laughs) Just, just throw me in with the garbage. I'm dead. What do I care? They just like prop him up against like a guardrail, like a piece of guardrail in the middle of a desert. Yeah. But he, he says something about like how he's going to trade in his ale for Corona too, which (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see the next movie where he actually does that, but I do not trust that's how that goes down. I don't remember actually. But, uh, uh, but the group uh, basically they no longer have their military connections, so they got to come up with another plan to go get at Shaw and the terrorists uh, who have now uh, absconded with the uh, God's Eye uh, because they brought it there with them and they they got it in the whole sh- and. Uh, as they're developing this plan, Dom and Letty have a bit of a heart-to-heart. You know, Dom does his usual, uh, it's all about family thing, and uh, puts the necklace that was previously on Han's corpse uh, around Letty's neck. Um, so kind of like the air is cleared between those two characters. They're sort of like uh, back together, basically. Yeah. Even though this is like the only yet. meaningful... Yes. This is also like the only meaningful building between them since the scene in the graveyard mm-hmm. they haven't really had like a moment in between them there's the bit in the elevator which is the part i was talking about where she's like you look pretty handsome in that suit right oh right yeah 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 uh so i'm trying to remember exactly how this whole plan is is set up exactly because they go back to like la yeah because they say like uh they may have God's eye. We got old city or something like they're yeah. going to do it on the home turf. So they know all the ins and outs. Yeah. They have to know um, all of the bridges they can get under and switch cars. Cause they do that like three times. Yeah. Uh, basically they need the hacker lady to hack the God's eye. And for that, they also need to take out some sort of like a uh, relay that's located in the city. So they kind of split into these groups. One group is guarding the hacker lady. Uh, Brian is going after the relay. And I believe Dom was going with him, but then Shaw shows up and kind of pulls his attention. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, uh, Ludacris, uh, 
Tyrese and Letty, they're, they're doing the exchange with the hacker lady in the cars, constantly switching the vehicle so they can't, you know, take her out. Um, really good part where they, like, do this circular drifting thing in the middle of the street, like, a, at a four-way intersection, and, like, just shove her through the window of one car through the yeah. window of another one. Ugh. Didn't time that right, she'd be uh, split in half. Yeah. Oh, God, that would look terrible, just driving down the street in a car with just one half of a torso sticking out of the window. (laughs) Oh, God. That's gross. Um, Yeah, they're they're doing the exchange. There's a drone that is uh, chasing after them, and the terrorists are up in a helicopter. Uh, and they're using the god's eye to kind of track where she's at, which is part of why they need to take the the relay out. Also, they need to take it out so she can hack into it. Um, <laughs> there's this good bit while all this is going on where a news report comes on in Hobbs's hospital room that's just like, chaos in LA, cars, ve- vehicular warfare. And then like he looks out the window and sees the same explosion that's on the screen. And I like that somehow... The explosion registers in his brain on the TV screen first mm-hmm. and not from the sound of an explosion directly outside of his window or the vibrations that would cause. Yeah. <laughs> There's this bizarre delay for him. Uh, and so Hobbs gets up and is like, oh, it's time for me to go to work. And he just like flexes his way out of his arm cast. Yep, says daddy has to go back to work and flexes and breaks it off he rips the one off from around his leg takes some vicodin (laughs) yep pops a few pills he's ready to go good as new um and then brian's got this uh this whole thing against um oh god what was his name the the dude who uh he fought in the bus uh tony ja what's he thank you it's on yeah it's on the tip of my tongue uh this whole fight in a uh in a building with him as he's trying to get up to the relay. Uh, kills him by, like, hooking his leg to one of those big wooden spools and then, like, having that fall down an elevator shaft or something? Uh, yes. Yeah. And they do a really good bit where the, uh, the door comes off and they slide downstairs on it. Yeah. The, there's a bit where that door gets a little bit airborne and there is a like low clearance to the ceiling uh-huh. and i saw that and was like boy if that were a practical effect somebody came very close to dying oh look this series uh, I mean, <laughs> uh yeah they, they I, I still do practical effects which is really cool and also yeah. things go bad sometimes very dangerous yeah no when when you told me that um when you told me that stuff about the uh, the, the stunt man getting injured on on the newest movie, very weird timing for me because that is like the first thought that went through my mind when I saw this scene with the door sliding down was like, oh, someone could have got like horribly hurt if this were a thing that's actually taking. So, I bet uh, it was. Yeah, it it looks real. I mean, it, it's sometimes hard to tell when there's like a very quick. Uh, when there's a very quick moving stunt being done, it's easier to kind of blend that in with CGI and make it seem like it's actually taking place. I'm not sure if that was actually a practical effect or not, but boy, if it was, yikes. Yeah, it's not obvious. Like, the super CGI scenes, like, um, after they break the car out of the tower and it, like, zooms out from the tower where 
Brian and Dom are standing yeah. there. It's very obviously like pasted in. Yeah. Or uh, you know, all of Brian at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they had to with that, but yeah, it's noticeable. They did, but um, could have used a different yeah. shot for the second time. Yeah. So he he takes out the relay and uh, at some point the drone gets taken out. Oh, the drone gets taken out because like Hobbs drives a fucking ambulance off an overpass yep. and crashes into it. And I really like to think that that was not intentional, that he had no idea how to time that. He oh, was no. just like, oh, I got to get across town. And so he drove the ambulance off the overpass to save time. Yes, definitely. I also like yeah. how then he uh, shoots it. And there's a couple of things. First of all, or no, it, it's a later thing. There's one part where something gets exploded. And uh, I think it's Jiman Hansu who just goes like, oh, shit, which I really <laughs> liked. But in this part, like, he shoots the drone, and the guy operating the drone, like, jerks his head back from the screen like like he yeah. was getting shot at. And, and he also says, like, sir, someone just double-tapped our drone, and I'm sitting here thinking that, like, yeah, no, they teach you to take a drone out. You gotta do two to the body, one to the head. That's right. <laughs> to destroy a drone, you have to uh, remove the head or destroy the brain. Yeah. Uh... Hobbs rips off a Gatling gun from this thing, by the way, and there's a really good shot of just Dwayne the Rock Johnson walking down the streets of L.A. with a Gatling gun, and I love that shot. Yep, and just an ammo belt trailing behind him, which, by the way, uh, given the rate many guns go through ammo, that would last like three seconds of firing, but whatever. Yep. Oh, no, unlimited ammo. He points the bandana on yeah, his head and says exactly. unlimited ammo. Yeah, yeah, like speaking of that, th there were times those uh the military dudes that drop in and stuff. I was thinking like, oh, here come the frogs. From Metal Gear Solid the Arsenal Tengus are here. <laughs> yeah, they got P nineties. Uh huh. Oh man. <laughs> Jason Statham in that weird octopus suit that Solid as Snake had at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting rockets out of the tentacles at Dom. Yeah, just him and Dom fighting on the Washington Monument. Or, or no, uh, <laughs> what is it? Washington. Uh, Federal Hall. Federal Hall, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it couldn't yeah. be on top of the Washington Monument. <laughs> Although, that would be cool, too. Uh, Dom has to fight off 30 Ford Mustangs with Stinger missiles. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, so. Shaw and um and Dom are fighting on the top of a parking garage. Uh and this is a bit where like he does the reverse of the like, oh, you thought this was gonna be a street fight thing because Dom now has a gun, whereas Jason Statham does not. Well uh and first, then Dom I is really just like, like I, I like this bit because they do the thing where they charge their cars at each other, but this time Dom does a wheelie and so he gets on top of it and then he just blasts the shotgun through the floorboards <laughs> at Oh uh, yeah. Statham. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he gets out with a gun and he's like, You thought this was going to be a street fight? You're right. And just like throws the <laughs> gun aside and just pulls out like a fucking a wrench, like a comically large wrench. Yep. Just done with this cartoon wrench. 
and then like Jason Statham just rips some fucking like pointed jagged pieces of metal out from his damaged car. Yeah, like and at they this point, wailing on each other. Yeah, now they're basically just like final fight characters. Like they're just members yeah. of the Mad Gear gang going at each other. <laughs> oh god, it's really good. Um and so the the helicopter at this point sees uh Dom on the top of the garage and uh the terrorist guys just like, "Oh, I'm going to kill him." And uh his henchmen are like, "Oh, but what about Sean?" He's like, uh, I believe this is the end of our relationship. Just, you know, just shoot missiles at them. Just do it. No, specifically shoot one missile kind of close to them, and then it's probably oh, good yeah. enough. Shoot shoot a missile, but not all the missiles, because I don't want to waste them all. We Yeah, look, I'm not made of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's a high-cost operation we're running here. We need to be more frugal about the missile usage. Uh... So the parking garage is kind of collapsing in on itself and um, Shaw kind of falls through one of the holes that this makes. Or he gets like kicked down there. I don't quite remember exactly how he gets uh, dispatched he just here. Falls. Like it crumbles underneath. Maybe Dom like gives him a nudge or something. I think he probably yeah. says something when he does it. I don't know. Yeah, he probably, he probably says something cool like, like uh, have a nice trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, the really cool, cool guy line that Dom, that Dom would say. Yeah. Remember when they actually literally said that in The Dark Knight? No. They did. When they were arresting all the dudes. Oh, yes, uh, the, all the, the cop guy. Yeah, he puts him in the car. He's just like, have a nice trip. It's like, oh, fuck. You're very, like, you always <laughs> mention that. that. Movie a lot. It's so bad. There's There's a lot of, like, Look, Christopher Nolan's brother, I'm sure, is a uh, a lovely, lovely boy uh, who is line... permitted to help him write movies because they're related. I bet that line was written by David S. Goyer. Mm. Because Goyer was involved with that, right? And Goyer sucks. That sounds about right. Yeah, there's a... I mean, Christopher Look, Nolan's brother comfortable... wrote Memento, so... Uh... Oh, yeah. And then Goyer is the special boy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, for as many uh, quotable, very memorable lines as those movies have, there are a lot of really bad lines in them. Yeah. More so in the third one than anything else, but, but that uh, has always stuck with me as being an unusually terrible line in an otherwise well-written movie. I mean, what if it's just supposed to be like some idiot goon cop, though? Like, the whole point is that he's just kind of a dumbass and is just saying that, like, trying to be cool. Probably find better ways to communicate that, I guess. Mm. Um, anyway, parking garage uh, starts collapsing and Dom is, like, getting the hell out of there. Uh, but he also has a bag full of grenades, just brimming with them. Bag of uh, and he is, yeah, He's uh, come up with a plan, and the plan is, I'm going to jump this car Dukes of Hazard style and just hook this bag of grenades to the helicopter. Yeah. And it works. He doesn't arm them or anything, he just puts them on there, because he, nope. he trusts that uh, Hob will shoot them, and that will set them off, because this is a video game. Yes, uh, and that's exactly how it goes down. Uh, the bad guys are dead, but also we have a moment where we think that maybe Dom is dead too. They kind of pull him out of the rubble, and he's not moving. Uh, 
a weird moment fine. here where like they're trying to resurrect him and Letty is freaking out and Brian's just like, go, get off, go, go, get away. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, they want they 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 want them to stop uh stop the like resuscitation process, which is not the way you bring someone back to life until the bit where like she kisses him on the cheek and that actually is what wakes the beast. <laughs> well, uh it, it's weird though cuz they use the same footage of her saying I remember everything. Like she says it and then gets a flashback of like their marriage and everything and then it shows the same bit again. Mm. It's weird. Yeah, I I didn't notice it, but I'm kind of I'm watching this kind of play out right now and yeah, I see that. Uh, but anyway, uh, Shaw survived this whole encounter. He's now in some sort of a crazy supermax prison where he has to be escorted down a hall with a bunch of miniguns so, uh, trained on him at all times. Okay, so I had yes. this thought when I watched this. I want, I want your opinion on this. Okay. Jason Statham as Mr. Freeze. Oh, man. Because this whole thing, I was just like, all right, they're putting him in Arkham Asylum. And and then, like, looking at him in the jumpsuit, I was just like, oh, man, he would be such a good Mr. Freeze. Oh, man, he would. Yeah. I want Jason Statham in more things, generally. I I want another, um... Oh, God, what was the... What? Transporter. Yes, but also, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. What was the movie where, like... If his heart fell under a certain amount Hank. of beats per minute, he yes, yeah. The the I, w- I was going to say the dumbass's version of speed, but that's already speed, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. quite sure what that makes crank. Uh, yeah, it, it's oh weird. man, oh speed three colon cranked, and it's a crossover <laughs> between the speed and the crank franchise. <laughs> if we don't keep Jason Statham moving, it'll explode. <laughs> it wouldn't be uh Keanu Reeves though. Like it would have to be um Jason Patrick. They, they, I they mean would... that's the thing is you could get Keanu Reeves back. Maybe. You could easily get Keanu Reeves back for another speed. No, that so that's the thing is Jason Statham's heart is hooked up to a monitor and it can't be removed from the monitor because if it goes below a certain number of beats per minute, then a a bus or a building full of people will explode. So it's not his life on the line, it's somebody else's. So, like, Keanu Reeves has to keep moving. He's got to keep Jason Statham moving while he comes up with a solution. <laughs> they have to keep Kung Fu fighting or something to keep his heart rate up. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just move from place to place while fighting each other, like, doing kicks and stuff while going upstairs. Keanu Reeves just, like, pulling out hypodermic needles and injecting them into Jason Statham's chest to keep him going. That would be pretty good. Yeah, uh, oh God, just in, in pull fact, up. I'm, I'm forgetting what like the drug is that they gave uh, Uma Thurman. No, was it Uma? No, who the fuck was it in uh in Pulp Fiction? It was Uma Thurman. It was just Uma uh, Thurman. Okay, adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Well, there you go. Just keep pumping adrenaline directly into Jason Statham's heart. Uh, but yeah, like Keanu Reeves and Jason Statham both have a lot in common in that they are very good when used effectively, and for years nobody used them effectively. Yep. Although. Jason Statham also very undervalued as a comedic performer. It's like that's what yeah. his early stuff was. Like in Snatch, like he's just a goofy guy. Like all of his stuff is comedy. Uh in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels also kind of. 
And then yeah. eventually he plays like, a very good dumb street tough. Yes, he does. Um and then they tried to make him like a serious action star, but the movies were not up to snuff. Yeah. The I don't know, that's why I liked that's why I liked Crank so much is because it is absolutely a dumbass Jason Statham movie. Sure. It's, it's a very good blend of this is ridiculous and stupid and everything about it is just so dumb and also just being a good vehicle for crazy action sequences. Yeah. It is It is entirely built around what set pieces can we think up? Okay, now let's work backwards and come up with the connective tissue to all of this. Yes. Yeah. There, there was the part in the rubber suits. Yeah. They need to make another one of those movies. Speed 3... Colon cranked, like Crank Two call has, me. has one of my favorite gags in any movie though, which is like at the first movie, at the end of it, he's skydiving and like does the whole thing where he calls what's her name up. And it's like I'm sorry about everything that happened, blah blah blah, and then like in the second movie, it shows her getting that call and it's just the sound of wind. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like, that's really I completely good. Completely forgot about that. Oh, they do that in uh, Shazam, kind of. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it yet. There's there's a bit where uh, towards the end of the movie, if you haven't seen Shazam, I don't know. Skip ahead like a minute. Um, the the main villain is uh, they're both flying up in the air and they're like way the hell apart. And the main villain is doing his whole like end monologue thing of like, oh, you think you understand what power is, but you have no idea. You're just a child. And then like it does the reverse shot of Shazam just going like, I can't hear you. <laughs> What good. are you saying? Yeah. Uh, Shazam's a really good movie. You definitely need to see it. Oh, so you won't see Captain Marvel, but you go see Shazam. Shazam's a whole different beast from Captain Marvel. I don't even know what you're... I, I don't really think it is, but okay. <laughs> Nothing about Captain Marvel is particularly entertaining to me. I don't know what to tell you. It's probably a fine movie that the marketing did not do justice. I don't know. I think that's true. Those trailers made it. It's a very fun, like, buddy movie with her and Samuel L. Jackson. The the trailers just sort of made it look like a very dull run-of-the-mill Marvel movie. Like, in a way that Marvel movies maybe haven't actually been for a while. Like, I told you, though, like, when I saw it, it was basically just out of obligation. It was just like, well, Endgame's coming up. I guess I should go see this. But very pleasantly surprised by it. Like it's right. it's in the upper tier for me. Rewatched uh, it recently. Again, my my main issue with the Marvel movies right now is I am legitimately burned out on them. I had to finish the Endgame stuff. Obviously, it would be weird if I didn't. Uh, and I will go see Spider Man movies, but that is actually just because I really enjoy Spider Man as a character outside of the whole Marvel. I don't care about Spider Man. Uh, I saw the Plus, new one I... because of the mid credit scene. It was okay. Plus, I've seen literally every single live-action Spider movie in the theater at this point, so it actually would be kind of crazy for me to stop when they are probably better than they've ever actually been. Mm, okay. I saw Spider-Man 3 in theaters, so fuck you, it'd be weird if I didn't see the new ones. I did too. Yeah, that was, a uh... Man. Wasn't that the same year as Watchmen? No. You sure? Positive. 
Because okay. uh, Watchmen I saw after I had uh, moved back in with my parents, after I ran into some financial issues, uh, whereas Spider-Man 3 I saw before I went to college. Okay. Watchmen was like 2009, I think? Yeah, 2009, and Spider-Man 3 was 2007, okay. so, okay. See, I keep thinking it was 2007. I remember them being about the same time, but why do I know? I yeah. didn't have any... I uh, th- Horrible life events to uh, associate with them. <laughs> yeah, to to yeah to connect everything else. Uh, I mean, my horrible life events took place right around when the Dark Knight was coming out. To bring that up yet again, uh, but that actually is a pretty good like point of reference for me when sort of determining what happened towards the uh, end of the early. This also might explain why you are so like into that movie. Yeah, it, it was like one of the very few good things that I was able to latch on to in an otherwise very bleak period of my life, so probably. Well, on that note, we uh, everybody's at the beach. Yeah. Uh, mission Paul successful. Walker died. <laughs> By the way, speaking speaking of positive things to latch on to, uh, this ain't it. Paul Walker died. Sorry, P. Paul Walker. He should not have been racing cars on the street like his character. No! Definitely not. Uh, I looked into a bit of that stuff, and there was a lawsuit that was uh, levied against... I, I believe it was Porsche was the make know. of the car. Anyway, they, they tried to argue that the car was unsafe, and the counter-argument was uh, yes, he was taking it at like 80 miles an hour down a road that was like 40 miles an hour, and it went off and crashed. That is not our problem. Yep. I'm on their side with this one, actually. Yeah, that that case got dismissed, uh, so the court agreed with them, too. Because uh, I think part of it was that the tires had not been changed. Like, the tires were bad, and that was part of why I veered off. Well, that's a lesson for everybody. Change your tires, kids. Yes, actually. I've had a tire blow on me while driving before, and it is scary. I've not had one blow on me, but... Uh... I had one blow on me while driving a like a basically U-Haul truck. Oh, great! Yeah, yes, while going down the highway, <laughs> so it was pretty freaky. That was fun though. I was able to pull off. So thankfully, like everyone around me saw it happened, it was very considerate, and they got the fuck out of my way. So <laughs> I mean, I would get out of the way. <laughs> yes, I'm really glad that things did not go horribly wrong with that. But uh. But yes, no, I, I can speak from experience. You check your tires, get them rotated. Um, that's a good way to die. Obviously. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Paul Walker seemed uh, like he was probably a really great guy, and that is really, really important. Yeah. He also shouldn't have been doing that, so. No. Well, actually, I think it was... I can't remember if he was even the one driving. I think it might have been the person he was with who was driving. Maybe. Point is, someone did something that they definitely should not have done. Yeah. Anyway, everybody's on a beach. Yeah. Drinking Corona? Have you yeah. drinking Corona? Yeah. Of course. I'm, I'm fast-forwarding through it. I need to see the Coronas, or it didn't happen. <laughs> they were sponsored by Corona, of course. Oh, uh, man. Corona. A Coca-Cola drink. But they're, uh... They're watching Brian play with his son and his wife, and they're just like, ah, things are going to be different now. Yeah, he's a family man, so we can't hang out and get shot at no more. 
Yes, he's going to be moving far away where we'll never see him again ever. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so this is the bit where we do get a lot of uh, not-so-great CGI on uh, what is... I believe they said it was Paul Walker's brothers were doing stand-in shots, and then yep. I think they were imposing face onto him. Um, yep. And then there's this bit where uh, Dom drives off, and... Uh, Brian like pulls up in his car and looks over and is just like, "Oh, we're going to leave without saying goodbye." In and what they is drive very down clearly the not Brian's okay. voice. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so they drive down the, the highway, and there's sort of these like uh, this montage of moments from the previous movies. You know, them them meeting memorable moments between Dom and Brian, and. Uh, the cars kind of split off from each other at a fork in the road, and the last shot of the movie is uh, just Brian driving off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, this is a very weird thing to tack on to the end of the movie. I understand why they did it. Uh, I understand the weight it has behind it as a real-life thing, uh, but that also makes it awkward because, again, this is framed as my friend is moving away. Yeah. Um, I don't think while was... also really like any way around it though like if he had just no. like disappeared from future movies it would have been weird and to kill him off would have, would have been really weird. sucked yeah that would have been in poor taste um because yeah it's it's definitely a, a eulogy for uh paul walker that is precisely what it is is them saying goodbye to paul walker the actor and the friend uh yeah. rather than brian the character um yeah, like the first so I, thing, I do... even before the credits is just like it's saying for Paul at the very end. Yeah. Um I do think it's really well done and it's very touching. Uh I think whoever conceived of that and whoever was responsible for getting that whole thing arranged and put together, they did a very good job of it. Uh but yeah, from the from the movie that had the car jump between the buildings and they put the grenades on the helicopter. It is a bizarrely real turn at the end of that movie. It kind of, but pretty much all of them end like that, though. Like, they all end with them having, like, a rooftop party and drinking Coronas and talking about family and how we're all here together. So it it fits in the series. Yes, but the the weight behind this is much more of a tonal shift than any of those have been prior. And and like I said, I understand the reason why that is. The shift... I don't... The end of six, it goes from them on the rooftop to Han getting murdered. So, yeah, sure. That that actually, it's maybe more so. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that there was really no other way around this. I think that the the, the choice they went with for this was the best choice, and I think it it's handled well. I liked it. Yeah, and I actually, I really do like the whole bit of them like. Sp- Splitting off at the fork in the road and everything like yes. it's a good image that is a very very good way to close that movie out that is like the perfect final shot for that thing hmm. so yeah that's, that's furious seven yeah it, it it's still a huge fucking bummer about paul walker though like i when i first watched these movies and he had some like his ridiculous in uh, sync perm that he had. Yeah. And how he's just a total wang in the first few movies because his character, his whole thing is just he's a narc. Yeah. 
Uh, but just like seeing his character grow over the course of these seven movies has been really enjoyable. And also seeing uh, Paul Walker's acting chops kind of evolve over that time as well was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bummer that we're not going to get. Project. Anyway, that's it for this one. Uh, next week, be back with Fate of the Furious, the final entry for now. Well, uh, Hobbs and Shaw is coming out pretty soon, so. Oh, God. Yeah, no, we're going to be doing this for fucking ever. Because in between the, the wait, uh, between those, uh, you and I were talking, and I think that we're going to uh, do a special series uh, where we cover the Chronicles of Riddick movies. Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Oh, I mean, we gotta do something. I mean, like the alternatives. So we were talking about this too, because we it's going to be like quite a few weeks before Hobbs and Shaw come out. We could like. I know we've been wanting to watch the Rohan Kishibe uh, OVA series from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Have. Yeah, we've talked about that a few times. We could always do that if you don't want to watch the Reddit movies. I know it's not quite on brand for their show, but. I, I don't think I would want to do that. I don't know. They I have seem no good interest to me. in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm. I don't know. I've taken a look at those two episodes like briefly, and they seem pretty exciting to me. So, no. I wouldn't mind. I, right. I would rather do the Riddick movies. Okay, Chronicles of Riddick. It is. Well, let's see. Uh, Anna- Hobbs and Shaw. Anime and... suck. No. Oh. Oh, we have to do Dark Fury. Um. God. Comes out August 2nd, so actually, no, there will not be a break. We would be doing oh. um, Fate of the Furious next week, and then the week after that, Hobbs and Shaw. Then we're done. Yeah, we really dodged the bullet on that one. Ah, this specter hanging over our heads that is the Fast and the Furious. Uh, we're, we are nearly clear of it, freed. Finally. Yeah, like an albatross. Hmm. Hmm. So. Uh, we'll see you next time on It's All About Family. Yeah. I've been Larry Davis. I've also been Larry Davis. No, don't. Don't do this bit again. I am Larry Davis. That's George Brundle. We'll see you next time. I'm going to go drink Corona until I pass out and forget this entire podcast. Especially the bits where I talked about back at me. Just a good-